Welcome everyone to Overcome Podcast, episode 33. It's been a long time since we started the show to talk about great people that achieve great things, overcoming great obstacles. And uh, today I have a friend of mine that I know for a long time and I know it has overcome so many things that I decided to invite him for the show. Josh Thomas, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, my friend. Um, Josh, uh, I'd like to start talking a little bit about um, your, I would say, past life on the bodybuilding space uh, because I want to go all the way from the difficult times of getting to where you were and then talking about the transition. So let's go back to uh, to the bodybuilding uh, age. What really drove you to start bodybuilding? You know, growing up in the gym, um, I really enjoyed the aspect of seeing quick results in the gym. Uh, I got in the gym when I was 12 years old. So the story behind that is really when I was an off-season from track in middle school I wasn't doing much you know my, my mom was trying to get me to do you know other sports she, she put me in karate uh, and it was something that I didn't really enjoy at the time so I always had this membership sh that she got me <laughs> and I never went so I was finally you know kind of fed up with you know karate and all the other things she wanted me to do so I was like okay I'm gonna give this gym thing a try uh, getting in the gym I really found value in being able to push myself and seeing the results that came with it. Uh, that instilled a lot of hard work within me and a lot of dedication. Uh, from there, I continued at it. You know, I, I had a lot of friends try to con continue work out with me, start some kind of program, and they kind of fell off over the years, and I just stepped, I kept at it. Uh, what got me into competing was I had a friend that was doing a show, and he did a show, and I was, you know, his workout partner, his training partner, helping him through mm -hmm. it. Uh, I saw, you know, the process, and I was kind of interested. Um, but really, it was that the push that I had around me, my environment, the trainers that I was working with, it really kind of pushed me into trying to compete. Yeah. Um, so you you st you start hard. you start to exercise with twelve. So how old were you on your first show? I was 22, 22. So 10 years later. So 10 years later. So, and competing was never really in my kind of realm of thinking. I was just, you know, I enjoyed the gym. I enjoyed the push um, for athletics. That was my focus. And then as I got older, you know, into college, um, I started in the gym. I was in college and I was also working in a gym starting as a trainer uh, from there you know the environment that I was in I just fell in love with the gym I really loved it I saw the value that it added to my life and my clients lives in a positive way mm -hmm. um, and that's really kind of I wanted to push myself physically and that's where competing started for me but you were 22 which show was that that was the West Texas classic and that was in 2012 okay all right, yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I think I it was around the time that I met you because um, I remember meeting Greg in 2010 when 2010-2011 when he was still at the old Metroflex Plano. Uh, I'm not sure where you were training at that time, but I think you were already doing uh, some posing classes uh, for your first show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was working with Jeff, um, and that's really where it all started. Um, I contacted Jeff. I needed a coach. Uh, we started there. And then over time, you know, I built, he saw the discipline that I had and within me, he wanted me to work with him. Um, that's really where I started working with Jeff and we started working together from a business standpoint and he was still coaching me. Uh, so I, I got a lot of good insight, a lot of great mentorship in that realm. And I met Jeff or met Greg after my overall win at that first show. Uh, and he invited me over to Metroflex where they were. Um, and yeah, it was a good start yeah that was a fun time. and as far as i can remember because i remember you doing some posings with lou morera during that time you were already big uh when i met you uh, i'm not sure what your weight was but you are already heavyweight yeah I, i was um you know my first show i competed i was probably i was 209 my very first show um i could have been a lot leaner and a lot you know more prepared but you know that first show you're kind of feeling out <laughs> what it really takes. I, I wasn't as uh, disciplined at the time. It built with over the years. But, you know, I had my meals where I kind of fell off. But it was a good experience, the first show, and it really kind of built my understanding of what it took to really improve and get better. Um, but, yeah, that was in – I gradually consistently gained weight and put on muscle year in and year out to consistently kind of improve my physique. Yeah, you have uh, great genetics because uh, every year you were getting better and better uh, and every show you were more shredded and leaner. So it was uh, really good to see the progress over time. Uh, I think your one of the biggest stage that you went through, it was Nationals, right? Yeah, Junior Nationals. Yes, that was in 2017. Um, and that was a fun show. Again, that, I was in the best shape in in that show um it was a uh, very challenging prep uh, but for that level of competition it had to be mm -hmm. um and that was my first national national show uh, and i won got first in the uh, super heavyweights and i was two i was about 230 i was about 240 there it's it's uh, kind of uh, disappointing that that show that big doesn't give you a pro card right because if it gave you will be a pro at this point yeah you know it's <laughs> Bodybuilding in those shows are the only uh, category that do not get pro cards. Um, and I knew that going in. You know, I, over the years, I had a lot of people say, you know, ask me if I didn't know. I knew that going in. Uh, that's And that was more so a stepping stone to seeing what it would be like on a national stage. Uh, I would like to think that I have some level of patience that I've built over the years. And I'm trying to consistently build upon that every single day, especially with being a father. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I understood that it was a small stepping stone to something greater, and it gave me a better understanding of what it would take. Um, and, but it was a great experience overall. I had a fun time, um, but it was really, it was tough. It was a tough, challenging prep for me. Yeah, uh, Josh, now you, you achieved that peak 2017. We need that big show. I, I, I remember the lineup was a really tough lineup. You were uh, the best one there. And then things start change uh, moving forward. Um, what really changed that much in your mindset to step a little bit away from bodybuilding, at least from the competitive uh, aspect of bodybuilding, to live more a fitness uh, lifestyle where you are focusing more on mobility, on, on 
you know, cardio and other things, uh, what really changed to, to lead you to this uh, change of directions? And there was a lot of things. I mean, I think it all kind of compiled into 2017 after the national win. You know, it was, um, I pushed my body so hard and I brought it to this level that I haven't pushed, you know, ever. Um, and it caused a lot of challenges and resistance within other aspects of my life. Um, I was overly trained. Um, I was very worn down in a lot of ways after 2017. You know, you... We, always, we compete, you know, we have these preps that are 12, 16 weeks long um, and just get on stage for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was I was doing two days of cardio plus on, on top of my training. So I was training, I was in the gym three times a day, uh, really pushing myself. And after the show, I, it was honestly, I, I believe I got this space of like this depression of, my body was just so imbalanced in so many ways from hormones to just uh physical fatigue overall um and I, it affected a lot of my life overall yeah. um and that's really where kind of that was the uh, the red flag for me um especially being you know I'm a health coach I engineer people's lives for the better um and I really had to take a step back and ask myself how can I really help other people achieve the health that I want to achieve or want th or that want them to achieve if I'm not healthy myself mm -hmm. um, and that was the start of my kind of evolution and my ability to step back from bodybuilding and I still competed 2018 I had a couple guest posings 2018 2019 um, but 2017 was that the last time I really like did a hardcore prep did a hardcore prep because 2018 was I did the Phil Heath um, and it was the funnest show I've ever done in my life just because I approached it so differently than I, what I was doing years before like I, I wasn't even prepping for a show I was ultimately just getting ready for a couple photo shoots coming up from Diamond Times um, and I was in decent shape um, not a competitive bodybuilding shape you know the prep's a lot different but I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's have fun with it. Let's pick a show. Um, I was busy working, but I had, it was funny. I approached it just from having fun. I had a weekend where I wasn't working and I was like, okay, let's, let's look at the calendar and see what's there. And it was, this was like 10, 11 days from the show itself. And I was like, let's just do this show. Well, but uh, you were already in shape. You were already I mean, lean. I was in shape, yeah. but I wasn't. You know, there's there's a different prep for a photo shoot where you're, you know, only having your shirt off versus like being in, you know, bodybuilding posing trunks. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a completely different approach. And, you know, what comes with that is I wasn't, you know, taking any of the extra supplements that went along with a deep prep like mm -hmm. that. It was very simple, very simple and very fun. And I had a, enjoyed the show. I, I got the overall and it was a good insight on to understanding, okay, what's the difference between the shows I did prior to this one? You know, it was just my my mindset, my approach to it. I had so much fun from that, and that kind of projected me into so many other realms of what was possible. You know, it was okay. From there, I was able to get a couple guest posings under my belt, you know, some, you know, here in Dallas or here in Texas, and then all the way into to Japan. So I was traveling the world doing these guest posings and seeing 
the impact that just enjoying the process, you know, came with everything else. Yeah. It was almost like I was just manifesting these things in my life and they were just happening so easily. Um, which before it was just like, it was grueling, these grueling preps in my environment didn't help as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I realized that, you know, there are certain times in your life where you kind of outgrow certain environments. Um, but you're, I'm very grateful for the places that I was during that time and what I learned from the environment, from the people. Um, and I'm very loving and very fortunate and blessed to be put in the position that I'm in. Uh, but understanding that, you know, if without the enjoyment of it, it's really hard to really sit with yourself with, you know, and be grateful for the process itself. If you're just constantly just pushing and just grinding. Um, so just finding that balance for me was very important, especially within my own health, especially for understanding, you know, what I'm trying to emulate or be an example of for my two children, my two boys. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a balance of that that really got me to a point to understand, okay, I need to find it within myself to create this health for myself, for my family. And it's really just so, it's so contagious. You know, yeah. I realized once I started getting healthier, you know, everything else got healthier. You know, my relationships, my business, um, my environment. And that was really my focus. My, my focus is really for my family, my clients, and what I really wanted to embody. Right. No, but it's all interesting. The only thing that was not, I will not say shocking, but it was uh, surprising to me, it was see you downsizing because uh, I know how hard you work to put that much of muscle to be that size. And uh, you were, you, I think at some point you reached 300 pounds at some point, uh, or at least close to 300 or something. And uh, and then uh, see you downsize with quality. Uh, let's put let's be very clear. A very good quality downsize, but you did downsize. And and uh, I would like to understand. It was uh, you did that on purpose, or it, you just let it flow. And as you were feeling better, you continued to uh, to, to downsize more. I mean, it was. I got to a point where I just wanted to refine you know, the many aspects of my life, you know, I wanted to um, cut out anything that was just ho holding me down, holding me back. And with that, you know, the, the weight came off. Uh, yeah, and I was I pushed to 300 pounds. Um, and, you know, what comes with that is just holding that much weight is just so much tension and so much there's a lot of weight, you know, in so many <laughs> ways, I mean, yeah. physical, you know, we're talking about this, the, the mental weight, the emotional weight, there's there's so much that comes with it. So it was more so me understanding why I started bodybuilding, you know, why, or the deep, the deep aspects of me always pushing for more, 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 and asking myself, where can I push for more in better ways? Uh, and that was really my approach to really getting, you know, leaning out. I um, mean, and a lot more came with it too, but understanding, okay, I, you know, I came up in this sport and it's, it's a, it, I had so much fun with it, but for my sake, you know, from a health standpoint, I really have to, you know, resonate and connect with the healthier side of what I'm trying to promote and what I'm trying to embody. Yeah. Um, and with that level of, you know, weight on your body, it's just so taxing on everything, you know, on your organs, on, on, on a lot. 
and there's healthy ways to do it. But for me, I there were so much health problems that I had, nothing significant at the time, but you know, the sleep apnea, mm-hmm. the challenges, you know, putting on shoes, you know, just, I was so big that it was hard for me to really operate my life or what I wanted to achieve. Yeah, around pl- just life. play around with your kids, probably it was tough because you couldn't exactly. run. <laughs> exactly exactly it's it's you know i want to be physically capable of anything you know I, and you know i got and i'm at a point now i'm close to 100 pounds lighter um and there's a lot that goes into what i'm trying to achieve now i'm trying to especially as a health coach i'm trying the goal for me is always to help people improve any aspect of their life you know they come and see me it's they're trying to lose weight. They're trying to be more active, more mobile, more healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's longevity. So I have to really lead by example. Do that. I have to be the example. Yeah. You know, and not just for them, but for my family. It's like, what do I want my kids to see? What habits do I want them to grow up and have? Now, at that, so at, at any point in time during this transition, do you did you have those discussions with yourself, thinking about? damn, I'm going to give away all these great things that I already uh, achieved and I could achieve more. There was any debate or you were so focused on, on, on this new journey that you change like naturally without any, you know, hesitant, you know, because sometimes at least for, uh, mainly for bodybuilders, right? There is uh, so much ego involved. There is such a, so many things involved that is, is a hard, it's really hard to downsize that's the reality it is it is you're right because you know i i had i've had so many people over the past couple of years be like you know why do you you know get smaller you know why don't you want to be big and i don't i don't need to be big anymore you know i i from a personal standpoint i've been there i understand what it's like and i also understand what it's like right now for me so the difference between where i was and where i am now is like just light years and it's not me giving up anything. It's just me. I gained that experience. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, why don't you continue to, you know, work p- towards a pro card? That never was really, that wasn't my goal. You know, that honestly, to be honest with you, like coming up within bodybuilding, you know, it's people think about that all yep. the time. You know, and I, it was in the back of my mind, but just because other people were asking me to do it, I had these, I almost had these milestones that I put in my own subconscious that I was knocking out throughout the years. Like I, I won a national show. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't have my pro card, but that's okay. I had that experience. I had a guest posing where I was able to bring my two boys up on stage with me. You know, that was something that was really within, I saw that growing up at a bodybuilding show. I was like, Oh, that'd be so cool. Uh-huh. And, not even knowing that I was, you know, planning that deep down within myself. Um, I traveled to Japan to, you know, go guest pose. So, and I, a magazine cover. So there's all these things that I achieved within the time that I wanted to, that it was a point to where I had to move to something else. I knew I didn't want to be Mr. Olympia. Um, I'm very, I'm very observant. You know, I really try to look and see, you know, what these top individuals are doing, how they're living their lives. 
and if it's not something I want within my life, I'm not going to go after it. Um, I, you know, I'm for me, my health is so valuable. You know, as a for what I do for a living, I can't compromise. Yeah, can't promote something and then not live it myself because yeah. it, it it doesn't it doesn't compute. It, it's not on the same frequency for mm-hmm. me. So it was more so just. It was time to evolve and time to change. Um, Did you see during this uh, transition a lot of people that, because I, I believe that there are some people that get uh, close to you when you are on the peak of something, and then when you leave that position, they just disappear. And then you really understand who were your friends, right? Did you have the experience of people just going away because you're not that Josh anymore? Of course, of course. You know, I, I, you realize as as you age and get older and evolve, um, your values get more refined, and your environment matches your values. Um, from there, you see a lot. You see through people's intentions. You see why people are there, why they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and from a following standpoint as well. You know, I'm. I understand we all evolve you know life is meant to put uh, put us through it um and as i evolve you know i lose followers i gain followers that are more aligned with what i'm doing now and that's okay like i lose friends or people that approach me in that way and that's okay uh i've really just understood the value over my the last few years of this transition of just not worrying about it honestly you know I, I it's people are gonna stay where they are if they want change in their life they'll gravitate gravitate towards people that are changing for the better i believe i'm changing for the better and evolving for the better um as i mature i hope i'm doing that um from the app from where i am standing that right now it's hard to see that from the outside um i hope i am but if people don't want to change or don't want to evolve or aren't willing to accept who I currently am, it's okay with me because I accept who I am. I'm very thankful for the experiences that bodybuilding has given me. I have no resentment towards anyone, anything, experience that I've had in my past. Um, It's brought me to exactly here right now talking to you and just enjoying life. So that's where I am with all the ebbs and flows of relationships and people just being there for a certain reason or seeing your success and wanting that but, um, but it, it allows me to really open up yeah and that's very important and uh but as a coach uh did this transition also change your approach uh towards your clients for example if you have a client that uh, comes to you and say hey josh i want to prep i want to push myself do you give some extra insights of what this really means or do you just say I do whatever you want to do without giving your testimony or without giving your insight. Um, and over my years, you know, I've been you know coaching people for 16 years. Uh, so I've definitely, at the beginning of my career, I was more open to taking on anyone, you know, whatever your goal is. Um, but as I get older, you know, as I understand, you know, what people want to achieve and what it takes. I'm very transparent about what I've done in my past within bodybuilding, 
all of my social media. I'm very open with it um, and accepting of it. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes to me and wants to compete, you know, I'm very open to taking them on. But at the same time, they need to understand that I value their well-being and their health. Um, some people come to me and they don't put that at the forefront of their, you know, their goals, which is fine. But I'm not going to take on anyone that I don't believe aligns with what I want to achieve for them, which is ultimately just safety, well-being, life. Um, but I've been very picky over the past few years of who I want to coach just because I understand that there are people that don't really just want to get from point A to point B. It doesn't matter what they right. do, what they right. take. Um, and I'm just not about that right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very cool because uh, it shows that you are in a different level of maturity, but also that your business is doing great because if you can choose your clients, it means that uh, your business is, is actually doing pretty good. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it evolves. Like, again, I go from, you know, putting people on stage to now, you know, I go deep into generational health and seeing the impact that I can make on families and parents that want to see lifestyle change. Uh, that's really my passion because, again, I'm a husband, I'm a father. I'm trying to maintain a healthy household. And I've seen the value, you know, from being 300 pounds, very unhealthy at that level, challenged, to being the healthiest I am now at 31. I see that the difference in just my mindset, my ability, um, and what comes with that is just so valuable. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that you realize all that before any major issue, because I've I've seen some cases where the bodybuilder only realized that after a major issue, like a heart attack or something, then they were like, "Oh shit, I was too big, uh, I was putting too much pressure on my heart," or things like that. Then they start to change. In your case, you you know you realize that uh, even before anything serious uh, took place. Yeah, and again, like you know, I'm coming off of you know my father passed away two weeks ago, so I'm also coming off of you know he was physically he looked very healthy. Um, you know, my same build. You know, obviously not as athletic and right now he was 57, but understanding wow, very that, young. Yeah, understanding that you know health is so valuable, and you don't looking a certain way doesn't always translate to being healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and you see a lot of that within the fitness industry. Yes. You know, if you have a six pack, that must translate to you being healthy. Yeah. Um, and that's just not the case. And I'm just trying to let the world know that there's so much more depth within health that we can be considering versus having some life-challenging issue hit you and now you have to be reactive to it versus proactive. Uh, so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm gaining momentum and gaining this big, powerful passion for just helping families understand the value of their habits and what they do and how they pass them down to their kids. Yeah. So that's where I'm Yeah, I had this realization that my cardio was terrible when I started jiu-jitsu in 2018. Uh, I, I just tried to roll and I was too big and I and I thought that all my hours on the Stairmaster would be enough, but it was terrible. So then you when you do something so different like a, a martial arts, 
like jujitsu and you realize that your strength is good for the first two minutes but after that you have no gas <laughs> you start just to think about oh, something is not right i need to to fix that exactly and again like i'm transitioning now into preparing for my first mixed martial arts fight so that's i've been the past you know year has me be i'm getting my butt kicks <laughs> on the mat in jujitsu um, and ha getting my ego handed to me every single day. So it's, it's the value of that so important for people to understand. Like, I, you have to do things that are out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and really getting into MMA for me is this, I'm trying to promote the value of lifestyle change for the better. Uh, I've been super heavy. I understand that impact of you know, sleep apnea, uh, the challenges that come with that excess weight. Um, and I've been helping people one-on-one -on -one for 16 years. If I can, I'm trying to reach more people. I'm trying to show them that you can be 100 pounds overweight and then have a lifestyle change for the mm -hmm. better. Um, and that's really my, my goal around this fighting is really showing people extremes. I want to show them that at 300 pounds, I can come down and be a world-class athlete so the journey's only started now uh, I'm very confident in being able to inspire other people to start making some healthier lifestyle changes uh, but it's a fun process like I'm, I'm what is your weight right now I'm about two two ten two fifty two yeah probably about two ten that's uh that's still uh from from the martial arts perspective that's still called heavyweight right um uh, it's like it's a light. I think two hundred five is light. Light heavyweight, yeah. So I'm around there, yes. But I'm not sure where I'll compete at. But by the end of this month, I should have a fight, uh, and been preparing for a year. So I'm actually just ready. But you're not weight. you're not doing anything special as far as dropping weight or things like that, right? No, no. I'm just showing up. We're seeing where my weight is now. Uh, once I get on some on a card, I'll probably have to cut weight to be more precise, but nothing too crazy i think my body's very efficient at this level uh and i can my weight can move i'm not my diet's consistent i i'm not tracking food um i'm eating what i like but at the same time i value nutrition very much and i've seen a big impact on my life just by the type of food that i'm eating yeah but let's be clear you say you're not tracking food because you're not like precisely doing like you used to do it in bodybuilding but you're still watching what you eat right it's not that you are eating everything yeah yeah so i'm i'm the type of food that i'm very particular with just the types of food that i eat um i keep a good variety of you know fruits vegetables uh good sort of high quality protein organic you know grass-fed um, but I'm really not tracking calories. I'm, I'm training consistently, trying to I've overcome a couple injuries, getting into this fighting thing. <laughs> so just working on staying healthy and active. So you have no idea of your calorie in intake right now? Probably I have no idea. No idea. I, I'm actually, today I was fasting. I'm trying, I'm going to do, I'm going to fast every Sunday starting now. So I'll go for like a 24-hour fast and just let my body relax you know detox reset but the calories i'm i have no idea how many calories i eat on a day i probably eat three times a day maybe four 
but it's a lot different than my bodybuilding days when I was six, seven, <laughs> yeah. eight meals, waking up in the middle of the night, eating. But yeah, it's a big change. Yeah, that's that's cool. And and uh, as far as training, are you training like twice a day, once a day? Um, right now, I, I need to get my cardio up. So just making sure that yeah, my my cardio in the morning. I try to go. It's it varies. You know, I have the assault bike. I hop on the rowers and jump rope. Um, and then I'm doing rolling on the mat three times a week. I'm striking for three times a week as well, or four times a week. And then I'll I'm probably lifting right now, maybe two or three times a week. Oh wow! Nothing too crazy. Yeah, it's not a lot. Um, I'm just transitioning from where I was as a a bodybuilder. It's very isolated, very, very isolated mm -hmm, movements. Mm -hmm. It's now I'm putting all the muscles together, you know, for fighting. Yeah. Um, so it takes a lot. It's a big change. So it, I had to really re-engineer my body in so many ways. Um, but I'm got to a point where I feel good and we're moving and flowing. So working out three times a day, lifting, uh, let's say, lifting three times uh, a week. Do you, how do you divide uh, the trainings? Do you, you don't do um, like back and, and chest like you used in the past. How, is, how did you divide those three days? Uh, typically, if, I'm, if I do, let's say I train twice a week, I'll do like posterior, anterior. So it's more so, you know, head to toe. But I may focus on what I'm doing my posterior days. I'll do back, triceps, you know, hamstrings. Um, anterior is going to look like chest, biceps, you know, quads. I'm doing full body movements. Pretty much everything I do is full body, uh, incorporating some aspect of, you know, upper, lower, and core. I'm allowing my body to be more athletic um, mm -hmm. versus, again, going in the isolation of just doing bicep yeah. curls. But um, is, what is interesting, Josh, that I noticed uh, in some of your videos that your strength is still there. I mean, you were lifting pretty heavy the other day. Uh, I think it was squat or deadlift, something like that. It was pretty heavy. Yeah, my strength is still there. Um, again, I'm not tra – my training is a lot different from the volume that I was doing when I was bodybuilding. Uh, but my strength is definitely still there. I'm just – the volume just lower. Like I probably do maybe three sets – sometimes two sets um but I'll, i'll have some warm-up sets into that working up but it's not i'm not breaking down the muscle as deep as i was in bodybuilding because my recovery is it needs to be more effective more efficient and with fighting um you know fighting is more tested so i don't i don't need anything because i don't take anything so ultimately it's more so being as efficient as possible with my sleep, with my nutrition. And from there, everything kind of comes into place. Um, finding that, refining re that center with, from a bodybuilding standpoint to where I am now, a fighting standpoint, two different worlds, yeah. completely different worlds. So I'm really just trying to understand how to manage this new lifestyle and understanding, okay, I need to be as effective and train as smart and recover smart as possible because I'm trying to achieve this level of just world-class endurance, world-class conditioning, athleticism. Um, because again, it's, it all ties back into lifestyle change. That's really what I'm trying to convey to, I'm trying to inspire people to make a change for the better. Because I, early in 2020, I foresaw just this impact of people from, you know, being isolated, mm -hmm. gaining weight, 
and I wanted to really showcase what's possible for people that may have gained 30, 40 pounds this past year and were down on themselves and wanted to make a change but didn't know how. So this is more so my ability to, as a coach, as a trainer, to help, you know, a bigger population right. of people. You know, I'm trying to really inspire everyone else, you know, people that I may not work with one-on-one. -on -one. I'm trying to inspire millions of people to make a change for the better. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's easier said than done. Um, and the, it's going to be a long journey. But I think the story alone will help inspire the right people for the right reasons. Yep. You, uh, you were for many years very focused on bodybuilders as uh, we talk about here, which means that all your training and your skills, things that you learn, people that you learn from were very focus on the isolation of the movement, on the hypertrophy and everything. When you transition to this new uh, form of training, did you actually have to refresh that knowledge, uh, take some different trainings, learn different things, or did you hire someone to help you during this transition? Um, for, well, for my striking, for the actual fighting itself, yeah, I had to hire a couple coaches. Um, they specialize in MMA, um, Muay Thai, you know, wrestling, the jiu-jitsu aspect of it. So I have a couple coaches that helped me through that. The lifting itself was always me. You know, I bought, my background is very functional, very athletic. You know, I started interning in, in the gym when I was 15 years old. I was helping high school athletes uh, improve their athleticism. So that was my foundation. That's where I started. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, from there, you know, I've, I've built many certifications over the past 16 years, whether it be from, you know, muscle activation technique to uh, biomechanics. So my background has always been the human body as a whole, how it functions, how it operates. Uh, and then really going into the nutrition side was easy because, again, from bodybuilding standpoint, that was always in my foundation mm -hmm. you know having a good meal plan a consistent plan to go on understanding the difference between you know carbohydrates fats proteins and how they interacted with your body yeah um, so i had all this knowledge it, i'm trying to refine into what i'm currently doing right now um, which i'm very thankful for it's it's almost like all these tools there's a certain point in your life where you realize you've built all this knowledge for a reason and all come uh, together and, now. <laughs> and that's where I am now, really. I'm just understanding, okay, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm physically not at my peak yet. You know, I'm 31. I have a few more years where I'm going to really push my physical ability. Uh, I couldn't do that. I could do that in bodybuilding, but not from a athletic standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, it was only visual. It was um, So now I'm in a place where I'm able to physically be able to just – conquer a lot of stuff yeah. <laughs> and that's where I yeah. am uh, but yeah it's fun, it's fun and process. not only from the physical standpoint I'm pretty sure that from the psychological perspective you are you are in a much better place because I've seen so many cases of uh, marriage that uh, people that got divorced because of bodybuilding people that are so focused on me 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 that forgot about family you know there is so many issues that comes with this full uh, focus on compete, compete, be on stage, you know, diet all the time. Uh, that I think that sometimes you passing through this transition, you probably feel more relief and, and 
psychologically healthier as well. So much. And again, going back to 2017, it was, you know, I just, we just had our second child. Um, and after the show, like I, you know, I had this depression within myself that I was going through and my wife was going through the same thing with postpartum depression. So it was almost like we didn't really, we didn't know what was happening. Um, we didn't understand it was the first time we were as young parents going through this stuff. Uh, and it caused a strain within our relationship. Um, and that was a big part of me taking a step back from bodybuilding as well. Um, realizing that if I'm not healthy psychologically, mentally, physically, it translates into, you know, every other aspect of my life. Um, and I, you, you do see that it's a, it's an ego driven sport. It's, I, remember walking around my biggest you know and you people pay attention they, they notice you and there's this like you know this psychological aspect that isn't really good in the long run mm -hmm. you know it's all oh, yeah, wow you look big but there's you you pay the that, price you, you know? pay the price you pay the price you pay the, if you're not if you're not conscious and aware of it um and i even see it now you know i it's funny you know from the outside looking in i could you know, see someone that's, you know, was where I was and they still have that same approach to the people around them. They're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm big and bad and everyone's, you know, acting so a certain way around them or you get this validation. Yeah, yeah. I remember as I got bigger people or you get this external validation. That, oh, I'm getting bigger. Oh, people are noticing. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And you continue to kind of go down that path in it it can end up in very a very bad way in, in a lot of ways health relationships um your ego so understanding that you have to have some sense of what's going on from the outside looking in and you have to have a good people in your corner because if you don't have that you're only getting fed this external validation from a superficial space mm -hmm. of oh you're putting on size more 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 you more is better more isn't always better um and that's where i was i got to the point where i was i understood that more of this isn't better more more muscle more size isn't yep. better um it's all about quality and refining and understanding okay how can i be the best me possible um while putting value into what I believe in and the, th the people and the things around me versus constantly feeding my ego. Literally, it's literally, you know, you're, you're literally feeding your body and you're feeding your ego at the same mm -hmm. time. Um, so that's really something that I had to overcome in a lot of ways. Yeah. Do you, the, uh, since you started this transition, did you already help someone to go to the, for the same journey of uh, uh, change and, and, and downsizing? Yeah. You know, over my years, I've, I have helped a lot of people, you know, achieve, you know, at the beginning of COVID when things got locked down, you know, I had one of my clients start with me. Uh, she lost 50 pounds over COVID, like over the time the gyms got shut down and I run, I run a boot camp for some of the residents within the community I live with, I live in. Um, and the gym got shut down. So we had to go outside and, do boot camp outside for the entire time when the gyms were shut down and she lost 50 pounds during that time um so just seeing the change that that happened that that brings is so motivational for me like that that's what it really inspires me 
uh, the check-ins, the weekly check-ins I get from clients, really understanding, okay, I'm seeing change. I, I feel more energized. I feel better. My testosterone's higher just because I sleep better. I'm eating the right foods and my doctor's taking me off all these medications. Like that's what really fires me up is really empowering other people and seeing them notice their own power within themselves. Yep, yep. No, that's amazing. That that's truly priceless when you are able to impact someone's life by uh, the work that you provide. And and I know that you have a huge clientele, uh, different type of clients. And as far as I understand, you work with all type of clients, right? I mean, regardless of the age and regardless of uh, the their fitness goals. Yes, I do. Yeah, I work with. Um over my years I've worked with you know kids 10 years old to 80 80 plus years um, professional athletes to you know fortune 500 CEOs trying to just find some balance within their life um, so I so through that in the personal aspect of one-on-one -on -one training I I've gained so much insight on life and business and relationships um, and that's something that's priceless to me. You know, I'll, I'll take, I take every bit of information that my clients give me and utilize it for the best within my own life. Nice, awesome. Now, I'm curious about this uh, MMA journey. Uh, you're doing all those sports, jiu-jitsu, strike, you know, all that, but are you feeling a little bit passionate about one specifically that you want to say, man, I would like to get a black belt on this, or is just complimentary? <laughs> Uh, right now, I mean, the, the work that goes into it is very, the discipline is, you know, seven years for a black belt. At least. Uh, <laughs> at least, at least, yes, at least, you know. Um, right now, not, it's possible. I, I really enjoy the stand-up. For me, like, jujitsu is something that I'm learning to enjoy just because I have to. It's, I didn't like it because I was getting my butt kicked for six months straight. <laughs> Um, but realizing that what comes with that is you get better, you know, you overcome yourself in a lot yeah. of ways, those resistance points where you're like, okay, I need to learn this. Um, down the line, definitely, I'm trying to just focus on finding balance within all of it to create a good package and see what I'm naturally good mm -hmm. at so I can really focus on those skills. Um but a black belt, I mean, that would be really yeah. cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, the reason I ask this is because everyone that I know that starts the jiu-jitsu journey, they just get extremely addicted. You know, there are so many people that they start and they're like, man, it's, I'm just addicted to this thing. And and t time goes by, they never stop training. And as you never stop training, you're going to evolve and then suddenly you're going to be blue and then in purple. You know, if uh, the journey continues, that's why... I, Knowing you, know that you are a, a, a driven person and uh, you're still super young, 31. So I see that completely achievable to you. Oh, yeah, I definitely I definitely see it. Um, right now, I'm really just focused head forward on just getting a fight in, uh, seeing what I'm like under that kind of pressure. You know, I have a confidence in myself and a belief in myself that Anything I put my mind to, I'm gonna do it. And I have in the past, so it's it's more so me picking these bigger goals. The reason I, you know, picked fighting was because I, I needed to challenge myself. It wasn't so much for my opponents, but 
it's really just finding confidence within myself and understanding that I could attack any goal that I put my mind to. And this is a really big goal for me, really changing up my lifestyle from where I was to where I want to go is... Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's, a, it's huge, and it's rare. And my passion, really, it's always stemmed from helping inspire people to make a change for the better within their own life. Yeah. Uh, I understand how I felt when I was at my heaviest, um, in physically, mentally, emotionally, and I understand where I am now. Um, so to really convey that story to other people is something that I'm more passionate about than anything because I want to really impact family health. I want to impact my own family's health. Um, I really want to see change for the better within the current climate of where we are now with there are people still locked down, still isolated, still finding challenges within, in their own health that's compounded over you know the stress of 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, I was impacted about that recently with my father passing yeah. away. You know, I travel up to New Jersey for the funeral, and it just it's still locked down. You have a lot of people living within fear, and how that impacts your health is so dramatic. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really passionate about conveying the importance of just making better, healthier choices, you know, not only for yourself, but for your family. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, uh, before I wrap up, I just want you to ha- have the opportunity to advertise your podcast because I know you are recording some podcasts as well. So what is the name of the podcast and how we can we find it? It's called Lifted Mindset Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's Think Bigger, Exist Better. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's really the the mindset space for what I do for a living from a coaching standpoint. Um, I'm hoping to get a better, a broader, you know, audience to understand the mental aspect of habit change, lifestyle change, getting healthier, generational health. Uh, I I go deep into you know family health, just everything. It's really just a space to really touch on overcoming just like your podcast overcoming adversity overcoming yourself uh overcoming the challenges that are put in front of us and how we can really grow from them and really see them as something that can create a better environment for ourselves um really approaching any form of resistance in our life for the better and that's really the main focus of the podcast is just changing the mindset towards a growth mindset. Yeah, that's awesome. And we all need that mainly uh, nowadays. So, Josh, thank you very much for everything you do, for your work, for your testimony today here on Overcome. And keep up the great work, my friend. You're doing great. Yuri, thank you so much for having me on here. Uh, it was great to talk to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I hope the family's doing well. And I look forward to hearing you. So- all right, brother. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. See you all next time, my friends. <laughs>